great. So are we. What's oh. new? <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah of course. Great on you. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of lemma champ or lucky track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, as well as news and notes in the world of low-dollar endurance racing. And whether it's on the spot, hello sweet, or we're lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just the tip, we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm mental. And are you always, are you normally that slow or is it just your internet? Um it sounded a little slow. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming back and listening to a Mortar Round episode of our podcast, episode 120. If you're not driving a car, uh, get out your bingo card and maybe you'll win because you never know where this, where our podcast will go and what we will talk about. So, let's It'll move probably on. be one what? of the things on the bingo card, though. That's probably, probably. what we'll talk about. <laughs> There's a couple of things that I think need to be added. But um, yeah. anyway, what you working on, yeah. Jeff? Yeah, we totally need to do an update on the bingo card because I have like a list in my mind of things that we need to add. In your so, mind. So how can I do the how can I do the bingo card if? Well, you I mean, we should mind. all go in and you know that, do a little. You know that list at the bottom of the show notes that's things on the bingo card. That's like maybe mm-hmm. a place you could add it. That because because I don't well, I don't want bingo that of what's in Jeff's mind. That frightens me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chrissy asked me what I'm working on, so I actually have a list here, but it's not a, it's not great. So uh, a lot of parts arrive for a lot of projects, including two, count them, two front axles for the Subaru Forester, just to hear my wife say, I swear it's the rear. I swear it's the rear. So, so we're having a... It's a, almost a, never the rear. I, I know, that's what I keep telling her. So now she's saying, well, when the car is warm, it doesn't make the noise. So we're definitely in like a uh, a, a diagnostic hole at the moment. And we're, we're going to have to maybe look before we just start replacing parts. But it's fine. Whatever. We can figure it out. Um, I also got a bunch of fun stuff for the Titan. So there's like a whole pile of parts, including air filters for the Mazda 3. Because... On my Facebook, my personal Facebook, we should have put it on the E1R Facebook, I mentioned that I changed my wife's air filter, cabin air filters, and Chrissy said, they're really hard They're really hard to change on the Mazda 3. And I went, I have cabin air filters? I had no idea. <laughs> I laughed so hard on this. Wait, I was like, wait, seriously? <sighs> seriously. Like, seriously. I don't know. I, all modern cars have... No, not the cheap ones usually. Yeah, How many do. miles on your car now, Jeff? Hundred and Okay, so this is this is actually uh yesterday I had one hundred sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six. <gasps> All sixes. Took did a picture. picture. I did, did take you? a picture. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. We can we can make it a thumbnail for the show. But yeah, good. so good the devil's mileage I had yesterday, it was fantastic. The car is still fantastic. Double devil's mileage. Exactly. So anyway, so I got piles of parts, and who knows what I'm going to do, but we're going to put them in. It's going to be warm this weekend, so we're definitely doing some sort of work. Probably raining, uh, now, so. Yeah. And you have no garage, so warm garage. doesn't matter if it's raining. Uh, yeah, you're right. We'll figure it out. Okay. So anyway, I had some emergency fence repair, speaking of weather. Why? 
Uh, so we're the wife and I are enjoying a lazy Sunday morning, laying in bed without any uh, thing to do all day, and just enjoying not having to wake up because the eleven-year-old was still asleep. And we get a furious knock from the neighbors because a chunk of my fence blew down. Not the fence I built, a chunk of the fence that was professionally built, and I had to get out there like quickly, throw on some clothes and a sweatshirt and get my drill gun and re-screw it all together. So that was fun. Luckily, no mutts escaped, so that's good. Um, I put the cover and a battery tender on the Corvette, so it is now asleep for the winter. And I got to play with my new cast iron pans. And I'm going to say thank you, Chrissy, for the chainmail scrubby. It was, uh, it was very functional. Isn't and, it really? Uh, it cleans so easily. It it is, and and I'm going to make an automotive parallel here. Okay. I I really think that cast iron pans are like the Porsche 911 of the cookery world. They like spin really easily. Like, <laughs> no, no. You you really have to know what you're doing, and it's kind of old school. And a lot of people are like, "Man, who would put the engine way in the back? That's stupid." But if you make it work out right. It's like, it's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no one else likes my automotive. Never mind. Uh, I made. Oh chicken. no, no, I'm I'm totally down. That, yeah. I, that I don't know enough about cast iron pots, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I made chicken with forty cloves of garlic, and it was fantastic. Did it look like the picture you sent? Uh, of the a recipe. Bit my my my. My garlic didn't get soft enough to squish into the bread as well as oh, the recipe. So I have to, you definitely oh. have to like, like, like I have gas. I have a gas range. Yeah, you now. sure <laughs> I do have to eat 40 cloves <laughs> of garlic. Yeah. No, no, no. My stove is powered with gas, not electricity. Also, anymore. no one wants to go near you for a week after you eat 40 cloves of garlic. <laughs> the garlic gets really mellow. Anyway, uh-huh. that's all I'm working on. Bad breath. And cast iron pans. Chris, right. what are you working on? I started doing housework because it's that time of year. The Mercedes is done and fine, and I'm just going to drive it till uh, till a truck shows up or something because that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, working on it. <laughs> although I didn't, I didn't drive it in the snow today. I took the suburban in instead, which was good because there were a lot of crazy snow squalls. I um, saw that in the uh, the group text when Jim shut out the thing, and, and and I wanted to type in the snarky comment, but I figured it's getting a little played out. But you're like, yeah, glad I took the Suburban. And I was going to, yeah, glad you took the Suburban, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was good. Uh, but so I'm starting housework, to starting on drywall repairs. Uh, yay, everyone loves drywall mudding repairs. It's so fun. Yeah, but it's small. There's uh, not many. There's not too many places still, that need it. Overhead sanding. Oh, that's terrible. And overhead sanding, like I have the vacuum hooked up to it, which is nice. It gets most of the dust. It's great. But also in the winter, everything's dry and it just develops a massive static electricity problem. So I have to <laughs> hold on to something metal with one hand to ground myself while using the other hand. It's it's great. Anyway, I'm making progress, but it just sucks. Yes, mental. So didn't you mention before that your favorite tool for drywall was the checkbook it is this is these are such little projects that i like i 
can't really get the guy to come out yeah. to do like no, for, you won't. For, like, yeah, right. like patch the yeah. cra- like the four different cracks and like the divots where something hit it like you know it's not the same for that you know if, if it's serious work then absolutely definitely yeah. get a, a checkbook out um but anyway that's progress is good um some other little little small things over the weekend did oil changes times three and the mazda and jen's car and lens car and installed the new carplay stereo in the suburban today or that's it last night is when i finished it but did it over a course of a couple of days Ooh. and uh oh. Ooh. how'd it go well, I mean, it's it's a complicated install because you got to wire this this box in that lets the stereo talk to the car properly to make yes, all the steering yes. wheel controls work and to make yeah. like in, in the GM products, the stereo is what is like the the the, the key out dinger for for yes. you know, I don't know what the term is, but anyway. <laughs> like the turn signals, the turn signals yeah. go through the speakers. Not in in the Corvette, yeah. maybe, but not in the, not in the Suburban. So. Oh. But anyway, it, there's a lot of things that are integrated, and this box does it. You know, but you have to wire everything in the right way, and um, it, you know, it works. It all works. It worked great. Had it in the car today, and that's it's, the first first time, right? Like you, for you didn't have really have to troubleshoot much. Nah, no. Nah, I mean, the I hardest mean, I, part was you were sitting the, in the car, so I didn't see much. Sure. The hardest part was running the microphone wire from the back of the head unit all the way up across the dash and the inside of the dash up the eight pillar trim across the headliner and to the overhead console. So that the microphone for the Bluetooth audio for the hands-free phone setup on the thing works. So well, you, know, you because, didn't need because your press, of course. Yeah. You know, this is well, what you do. Well, what are you going to do? Hold the microphone when you're on the phone? No, no, you could have oh, stuck wait, it in the Most people no. like hang it from the rear view mirror or they tuck it behind the sun oh, visor. No. And, and this is not mockery because I was, an hour outside of Philadelphia, screaming across Pennsylvania in a Land Rover Discovery <laughs> when I discovered that the aftermarket stereo was effectively wired to the steering wheel controls. This is like, this why is, not? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on that. Why not? But so many people are like, eh, they're just not detail oriented. And as a consumer, of several of your vehicles. <laughs> I am driver of your race cars. I love your attention to detail. I fall more and more in love with it every time I'm in one of your cars. Yeah, it's And every well time done. you're in someone else's car. Um, <laughs> really? Well, you, could have just, you, you could have left it in the center console. Yeah, no, it's installed. No, no, and the no. thing I'm doing now is wiring it. I also got a backup camera for it to, for hooking up yeah. trailers. Because uh, yeah. Yeah. Hooking up trailers with backup cameras is so great. And Chrissy's good at, at helping me, but it would be nice sometimes to not have to say, hey, Chrissy, can you help me hook up the trailer? So, oh, can you I'm, put your shoes I'm, on? Can you? Right. That's what I always uh, have to do. It's cold out. Do I have to do? Oh, it's raining. Come yeah. on. No. So, but I'm also going to do, help. while I'm hooking up the backup camera and running the power wires, I'm going to install a larger reverse light because I've got this random hella work light on top of my workbench for 10 years now. So I'm going to stick that in the back bumper, wire it into the reverse lights and with a switch so that if I'm backing up in the dark, I've got extra light back there or I can turn the switch on because that's handy. (laughs) Yeah, what? I know. Anyway, so that'll come soon. But the CarPlay stereo, it's a Sony you got from uh, Crutchfield. It's fantastic. It's really nice. Just Everything works. All the steering wheel controls work everything works perfectly and just to plug my phone in today hit the touchscreen ways all right go and then the phone's charging i got the big screen on the dash with everything going on and then i'll, I'll put a podcast on oh that's going too and it's all totally integrated wow. while the phone's charging i can't charging. wait to see it it's great does the uh, rear seat entertainment still work i don't care 
Yeah, you don't need it anymore. I don't well, care. It's in, in the back seat. Well, there's only, yeah. I think SpongeBob's Christmas was stuck uh, in it. Supposedly, so I don't really yes. know that. Supposedly <laughs> it will think. work. Um, and there's even an outlet. Whatever. If, well, this one. It might. I don't know. I didn't really. I plugged some. It doesn't have an audio. Hey, the radio works. Let's start there. I don't. I obviously don't yeah. care if the rear seat entertainment works. The only reason we use the rear seat entertainment was the RCA plug. Ox in. We, yeah. Right. The we save the ox in to plug in uh, a mini yeah. plug. So now there's plenty that. of times where I've had to either stick my arm all the way back to turn it all on or figure <laughs> out why the parental controls got stuck on. So then I have to go climb all the way in the back, push all the buttons to figure out how to make it work. Yes. Yeah, so no, uh, this is great. I, I was going to say, I did the shopping. I've yet to install it, but I have a whole setup for the Corvette. I was amazed at how cheap the head units are that are the Apple CarPlay, yeah. Google Play. They're, is... they're, they're cheaper than like, uh, than like a CD player was five years ago. Yeah, this is a, a Sony double-din, full screen, but it has a volume knob. Thank you. I did the same Goodness. thing. I said it I want the one with the knob. knob. Right, exactly. <laughs> has funny. a knob. Um, and you don't want to go like, through the menu to find the volume. Right. It has a knob and two buttons, exactly what you need. So um it and this was like it was like two fifty. And then the extra yeah. stuff to get the steering wheel controls to work and the mount kit and the wiring like stuff that I had from Brushfield was like bucks. it was like eighty bucks total for everything. Yeah. The backup camera on Amazon was like twenty. So it it's not too bad. Anyway, done. Chrissy. You're actually not here, Thanks. so I don't know what you're I'm not on. here. No. You do know what We talked yesterday, so you do know what I'm here. What I'm here. So um, we, while Chris was doing drywall, I did Where a deep clean. Where are you? What? Where are you? I just yeah. looked at your background. I'm in a hotel. A, oh, you know, you know it's funny. We should, she should put this in show notes, and then she could cover it during the, sh- during the show. All right, go ahead. Or I could just tell you, this is burning pod. Where are you? Ta-da! <laughs> um, so I did a deep clean of the, uh, the – I washed the carpets on second floor while Chris was um, doing all the drywall. So we did a whole lot of cleaning and good work on Saturday, and then we watched a lot of sad football Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> now, we need, now we need new teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did have some uh, yeah, fine yep. parties that we uh, had all Eagles wear in our house, and then we still lost. So uh, anyway, uh, so then Monday on, I've been traveling. I've been spending some time in lovely Indianapolis. There is no snow here. It is cold. Um, so let's play the game. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, the rental! <laughs> okay, a little bit of information just so you can make your assessment uh, clear. I am here for um, basically one purpose, to set up one of my regional training centers. So I um, am here by myself. So, uh, oh, shoot, my mom knows now. Um, so I am, I've had very your mom little mom knows help. you're in Indianapolis, or you know your mom knows you're by yourself? By myself. So, so she um, won't I, know until you get back. So. Truth. Um, <laughs> so I have been here. I've had a little bit of help, but for the most part, I knew that I had to move a whole bunch of very large bunch items. Stuff. I had to go, go mm. buy stuff, and uh, I needed to move it around and with ease. By pretty much by myself. Sometimes if I go into a store, I'd have somebody help me load in, uh, but I would have to load a lot of it by myself. Uh, go. Mental already has his hands I'm, up. I'm going to go with the the same rental you guys had at Laguna, the Dodge Caravan GT. I have my guess. Jeff? The only acceptable Nissan that is penalized in all of the rental fleets, Frontier. No. Chris already knows. Mental, you win. Totally Dodge Caravan. <laughs> it is the best 
It is the best. I have pictures of it. I have, um, I loaded a free, as soon as I got there, I went shopping, went to Lowe's, realized that I was supposed to get some delivery. The delivery would not happen. So I said, I need, I need a fridge. My, my center is ready to go and they don't have a fridge. So I, I get it. I get in there and say, I think I can fit a fridge in this caravan. Well, actually I went to be in the rental, looked at all the beds and I was like, there's no way I can fit a fridge in these things. Like without having the tailgate open, ratchet strap it all down. We started pulling down the seats for the stow and go in the caravan. Yeah. And I was like, I can fit everything in here. Yeah, so stow and I go. went to, Went to Lowe's, bought bins of stuff, uh, a, a pancake um, generator or a, um, a compressor, all kinds of tools. And then I was like, I need a fridge. And the guys at the fridge place were like, you can't fit that in a caravan. And I, I bought myself a tape measure because I'm carrying light here. I uh, bought a tape measure, measured it. I was like, I can fit this. No problem. Here we slide it in. I can still see out the back window. It yeah. is awesome. And then I went to did you Did you turn around after they... They, oh, I did. I loaded like, it you, did. you turn around and go. Oh! I, I, basically, I was like, you doubted me. And they're like, yeah, a little bit. I was like, no, no. So caravan, if you're going to go somewhere and you need to move something, get yourself a caravan because it is it is rocking. Today, you, I put, put a uh, hot water heater in it so I could return it because I didn't want it. Um, and so I was like, oh, no problem. <laughs> I, Are you physically building this training center? Are you I'm hanging drywall tomorrow? I, I <laughs> no, the drywall's done, but I'm physically building. I, I put together my craftsman box today. I'm physically building the center. Yes, yes oh, but the, the uh, hot like water a heater. toolbox the hot and water's, a refrigerator. Oh, that's Right, Hot water's because it's no, a No, I understand thing. what you're saying. They have to have an exemplar for training. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, got yes. it. Got it. That makes sense. I, I did not explain this. Right. So the fridge is for the break room, actual use of the fridge. Uh, and then, of course, yes, I did not plug it in for another 24 hours because it was laying down. Um, but the hot water heater is for testing, is learning how to light pilots. So that's, I apologize. Uh, that it. was not given in that information. Yes. So I'm I'm physically building it, but I am building like a, a lab. What? You have a contract building built most of it. And... I did a lot today. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, she said water heater. I figured that she was the contractor. I was like, the plug. I, I, met, I saw her like. She's walking around, pipes. scratching yeah. her butt, you know, wearing well, flannel, screaming about the union. And oh, my God, <laughs> it's up in Washington again. You know, I, I'm, I'm standing with those people. So that's <laughs> the people that I work with. But They're coming cool. to take her jobs. Right? Her I did, I'm taking their jobs because I'm doing all this installation. But yeah. no, I am doing I'm doing a bunch of this but uh not all of it so um and i'm coming home tomorrow thank goodness yes so i had to rent a car for barber i'm going to barber this year and for the same price of a mitsubishi you lost a bet thing (laughs) i could get a dodge caravan and i went screw this i'm getting the dodge caravan so i went for 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 no other reason than I figure it's more comfortable to drive on the freeway than a Mitsubishi, whatever the hell their little entry level thing is. <laughs> you I just found where you're yeah. sleeping at Barber, right there. <laughs> oh, totally. Especially when it's raining. Yeah, you are. Oh, rental yeah. idle all night, climate control on. Thank you very much. We've, we've never done that. <laughs> no, absolutely but, uh, not. No, but I, I really actually like the rest of the caravan. If I needed a van, I'd go for it because it's 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 not it's not loaded. It's probably base level, but uh, it's quick enough and it's nice, it's comfy. I'm, I'm liking it. Great. Great. Mental, Mental, what are you doing? Now tell us what you're doing. 
So I do pack and unpack the RV, and I did get an oil change squeezed into there. I drove to Laguna. We're going to talk more about that here later. And Tuesday, as I was driving through the gate, two cars back from the security forces guy, the bike decided to die. I've got two motorcycles now with electrical problems, and I have no idea when I'm going to get around to fixing it. So, you know, that's, that's fun. And then we have a massive conference in town, so it is crazy i actually consumer electronics show right uh no but we are going to mention that no we've got a big thing going on on base it's a huge Um, military conference going on i I got it no 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 nothing no this was planned this was planned long before uh you know the 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 folks started getting lippy over there um it's it it's relates to my job of you know trying to make the military better but so there's a massive conference with that going on in fact i have to work saturday and i didn't know i like i was setting up the computer as the skype call started so i was uh pinched for time on that one and i recorded uh uh, Jeff and I keep going back and forth the longest record on Garage Heroes and Training, but I did a uh, the second part of uh, a series with them, and it was an hour and 45 minutes. The Laguna show or a different show? Because I heard the Laguna show. You heard day heard one. Saturday of Laguna. of Laguna. Yeah, I didn't hear day two yet. Yeah. Oh. Well, if you're interested in hearing about day, uh, what might be redundant to this podcast, go listen to Mental, the Garage Heroes and Training podcast. It's actually not because we focus more on Bill and Vicky and their experiences. Um, this is okay. going to be you know, Bill loves to say that we're the master's level version of their show. Got it. Or they're the 101 level of our show because we started <laughs> first. Cuz we're better and we're better. And which yeah. which he to Bill's credit, every time we would meet new people this weekend, and Lucky Dog is so much fun, and everybody, and you know, Bill, like, hey, I'm Garage Heroes and Training, blah blah blah. Oh, and by the way, here's the host of a much better podcast, and th- that generally came out of his mouth probably twenty times. Well, because Bill Did is very, very gracious. We he is extremely gracious, and and had a great time with them. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But I feel like, especially this first item under. Ah! Oh gosh. Oh, that's a little loud, Jeff. This showed up on this showed up on my Instagram, and I immediately screenshotted it. This is so exciting! Yes. Okay, so one day Jeff. Okay, okay. Uh, One day Jeff will attend the Rolex Twenty Four at Daytona. Maybe, maybe not. But this weekend, show favorite Catherine Legge. I feel like her name is probably pronounced much more beautiful than I am. Ledge. Leg. Ledge? I don't I know. See? Uh, we don't know. Anyway, is running uh, the, a Lamborghini with gear racing. Bia Figueroa. Figueroa. I've been looking at these. and I'm trying to remember. Tatiana Calderon and Christina Nielsen would be joining Catherine, competing for the entire IMSA WeatherTech championship season this weekend. There's a championship this season. The all-female driver lineup will pilot a Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo prepared by Grasser Racing Team. GTR is coming off back-to-back Rolex 24 wins and a victory at Sebring last year, but 2020 marks their full first IMSA season. So good luck to those ladies. Very excited. A couple weeks for the 24 at Daytona, right? Yeah, they're all to roar right now. Yeah, Right. There's a lot of them at the roar. Link in our show notes. Oh. Okay. 
Carlos Goen's story gets more wacky and more wacky by the day. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has a bunch of stories on it, including about the escape, including the pictures of the box that he hid in. Uh, there's a Carlos's wife claiming that he was set up by Nissan and the Japanese government is working against him. But in news today, Carlos actually had a almost two-hour press conference where he ranted and raved like a conspiracy theorist. Uh, he compared the entire f- thing that is happening to him on the Japanese government, like the Pearl Harbor attacks. Uh, he basically mentioned that the reason he was fired is because they wouldn't let him save Nissan, and it's all just... its its It's all against him. Nissan is purposely flushing their company down the toilet so that they could get rid of him. And that's the reason that they're losing billions. I don't know. It was so crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. He's just crazy. Okay, got it. He, he did he, kind of remind me of uh, uh, McAvee, the, the guy that did uh, uh, and then, you know, founded a secure security company and then like left the U S and like killed a guy and took up with a professional, you know, woman of the night and started making ranting and raving conspiracy videos. And he's running for president, even though he can't come back to the United States because he's huh. See, this under just, indictment. This just seems like I'm going to keep all my fingernail clippings and uh, really? you know, like that kind <laughs> of crazy. It- <laughs> Like, when, when uh, he started he's not, talking he's about not helping the, himself when he started talking about the car industry it actually got uh somewhat clear at for a little while like there was a moment of clarity when he basically started talking about like he, he basically started interviewing for a job about how he could save whatever car company he is given because he understands the industry it, it was wacky Look, the links in the show notes are going to be to the drive because the better stuff is on the Wall Street Journal, but it's behind a paywall. So I'll mm. just link the other stuff. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, for actual racing and not crazy ranting billionaires, World Racing League is starting their 2020 season this weekend at MSR Houston. We don't have any of their entry numbers. But hey, good luck to y'all down there in Texas in your big hats and boots and stuff. Uh, a wise man once told me that i should visit oklahoma and i said why and he said because it's as big and beautiful as texas but we understand that you're supposed to barbecue the pig not the cow Hmm. that was me that was was very very thought provoking i just thought he was going to tell you why you should go to oklahoma (laughs) oh it's okay That's pretty good. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, that's future races. We have past races. Uh, This weekend, Mental and the Garage Heroes in training crew. No, Bill, we are not going to say G-Hit. Does he really want us to say G-Hit? That's terrible. Yeah, Uh, he kept saying, prefer the term G-Hit. I'm like, no, you're Git. Garage, Git? No, Garage Heroes in training. I'm not going to slow down. G-H-I-T, Git. Kit. I don't know. Well, they ran the Hair of the Dog. That's D-A-W-G, the third annual Ron Cortez Memorial Race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey, California. And it was beautiful. On Saturday, the Door Slammers 48 took first, followed by Blue Line Racers Group and Shake and Break. Sunday was almost copy with the other Door Slammers, number 97, taking first, followed by the same Blue Line Racers Group and then Slow Dogs. Uh, what were the blue door slammers driving there, Mental? 
I believe it's a 944, but crap, I don't know. I don't. I, uh, everybody passed it. It, it was a car. Much. It had it had it, doors. It had doors. They, they could slam black. them. Uh, <laughs> it had four it wheels. Definitely had four wheels and an engine. Yes. Yes. All right. Certainly. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go to their webpage for the actual results. <laughs> Get the information yes. from them. Uh-huh. We're going to talk so, all about the race, at least from Mental's point of view. Not all about it, slightly about the race in our main topic. So we'll just keep moving on. Listener feedback time. There so we I actually. Yes, I actually did post up some stuff this weekend, and some of those garnered a response. There was a uh, a picture of the bent wheel that yeah. on our loan. Who bent it? Oh, it's totally me. Okay. It, it was funny. Is is so I pulled the car in, and there's a if, if you haven't seen it on Instagram, it is well bent. I mean, it is I mean, quite well. It's not and Alan the, Danvers' uh, level of bent, but it's <laughs> it's solid. Well, it's getting there. Yeah, and and the uh, the owner goes, oh my god, you know, uh, did that just happen? Did, you know, is 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 the tire going to go down? I'm like, nope. I could tell you exactly when that happened. It happened 45 minutes ago. And <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things is Chris mentioned going into turn six, which is the one that starts to go up the hill, and then there's another slight left, which I believe is seven, before you go into the corkscrew, which is eight. Yep. And. Yep. I heard Chris's voice in my head all weekend was trust the car, flat foot it through there. And all weekend I ignored everything. And I, but I got faster and faster and I was breaking less and less. And, but I was experimenting with different lines. And one of those lines was, well, way too close to that giant orange turtle right there. And I hit hard to the point where I was in the car going, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's six inches to the right of that is the perfect spot. So. Right, which which is where I stayed for the remainder of the weekend. <laughs> oh, God, uh, you learned. The, the car didn't wobble, and the steering was still spot on, and so I didn't bring it in. And when it came in on the hook after I ran it out of gas, I'm like, oh, yep, that happened. Bet the wheel. And oh, it, fix it, that now, too. And I, I offered to pay for the wheel, and we'll talk about that in a minute here. And the, the owner just kind of shrugged and said he'll see if he can get it fixed. But I, I, I did, so I posted the picture of the bent wheel, and Dr. Florida Man said, I was unaware that Wreck-It Ralph was a biopic on mental. And Speed King Motorworks mentioned that that's when curb hopping becomes curb humping. And I also had several uh, Instagram stories, uh, uh, Renee Lamb and some other folks, uh, Dan Drives 3, all had some nice comments on our Instagram stories. And so I was interacting with them for the weekend. Awesome. Uh... Awesome. So, are we listener feedback? Are we only really supposed to do stuff from last week, or can we do listener feedback that's like way old? Anytime. Ah, uh, who's I the like anytime though. All okay. right, anytime. if they bothered to listen to us at all, <laughs> I'll listen to what they have to say. All right, so I have a they. I guess uh, I'll mention that this week's topic. Should we even tell you what this week's topic is? We this week's topic. This week's topic is being a great arrive and drive. Uh, how to be a better arrive and drive. And we actually covered this topic before. So we had some discussion amongst ourselves about, well, should we do it? Should we ever do a repeat topic? And it was discovered, I think, by Mental that we did arrive and drives on episode nine. So don't, how many episodes? Don't go back and listen to it, people. No, right, no don't go back well, and listen now, to it. We're telling you now. I already did. And I have listener feedback. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so. 
Uh-oh, on the way back from the Yeah, I there's know. Notes. Plug in your microphone, Mental. Turn it on. I get it. Actually, uh. Mental's microphone only went out once. Uh, we sounded all right. I'm amazed that it was not as tragic as I thought it would be. But there were some firsts on episode nine. The first discussion of Toe Pig Love Fest was on episode nine. The first discussion, Chris said, you know what? I really like these Ray Bestis brakes. We've been wow. using the SD43s for a really long time on the Honda, and I'm starting to use them on everything, and I think it should become like the brake that everybody uses. Yep. It wow. Is. Yeah. Wow. Um, we, we talked recently about the, about the um, Cannonball Run record. That was the show that Team Tiny Vet set, which we assume is the record for a Lemons car, Cannonball Run. So I'm going to write down that number, which is 48 hours and something, and that's going to be what we talk about all the time. Uh, we plugged the first HoopDecon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, we did a lot of stuff that we usually do. Uh, we told Mental to shut up. Uh, we talked about <laughs> cookies. cookies. Uh, I asked for snickerdoodles, twice as many snickerdoodles. And, yeah, and then we totally stole Chrissy's topic. So it was great. <laughs> What's new? So things haven't really Something, changed. Yeah. No, yeah, no things yeah, really yeah, haven't no. changed. And it wasn't terrible. But I'll tell you, the information was a little sparse. We, oh. we didn't, we well, didn't was, give a whole lot of that was, info. That was when we were trying to shove it show into an hour no matter what. So we had, sometimes we were cutting down the main topic, unfortunately. And that's before we stopped caring about timing. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we did a lot more non-main topic than main topic. Hmm. So I'm excited to talk about the main topic. I'm yeah. excited to tell my mother who said hello. And really? Because that's not what's typed out there. That's no, I'm not. <laughs> hey, Chrissy's mom. Chrissy, she's all alone in a hotel room in the Midwest, and she doesn't care about her safety, and she's cavorting with construction types, and she's eating food from like street tacos and stuff like that without washing her hands, and she's watching R-rated movies. Literally, that's well, what and, would say. <laughs> I don't know this, but I bet her underwear isn't clean. No, I bet it is. <laughs> Can I say this is obviously fake news? Because there's, it is fake news. there's no way in hell Chrissy is watching a movie. <laughs> I did turn the television on today. Oh, I watched Jeopardy. It was fun. I haven't seen Jeopardy well, or the television saw, in a we long saw time. Ford versus Ferrari, and that was I great. I was going to ask about a review of Ford versus Ferrari, but I figured if you didn't bring it up, it wasn't worth talking about. Well, everyone else can go back oh, about no. two months and listen to your reviews of it, and it's. <laughs> And it's probably pretty similar. Uh, give, give us a short sentence. Did you all like it? Yeah. You too? Great. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, I insisted on going because we, everybody said you should go when it's in the movie theater and it was about to leave movie theaters. We had, we had one to pick from in basically the tri-state area. So you, uh, we didn't, you had to go on the times that they suggested. And, uh, but anyway, when we got there, yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was, it was a good story. It was well told. Mm-hmm. The filming was good. The racing was pretty okay. Like you know, you know, amazingly, there's not always more gas to give if you want more gas to give. You know, yeah. and, and I've and can... never stared for like two minutes at someone I'm passing as I right. pass them. You know, angrily. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at, you. I looked at you never went like, down the street do at capital at a capital offense with. Chris in the boat and me in the Honda because we really did look at each other that long. We did. 
<laughs> we managed to go the entire straight next to each other. Well, I was waving my arm out the window, don't. trying to go faster. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like scrunching down, trying to like cut the wind. <laughs> Even then, the waggle van that you can't, so that's yeah. not a thing. Yeah, a definitely. You can always uh, hit the uh, your, make your fastest lap, perfect lap when you have no tires and uh, minimal gas left, and your car is hurting a little bit. So things like and brakes catch on fire in the rain. Yep. Yes, yeah. they were glowing. <laughs> Well, the, the one difference, and, and I heard this in an interview that had nothing to do with the movie, but it had to do with someone someone compared what is currently happening in endurance racing to what is happening back then. And they said, you know, like the cars are so much better now that a lot of the things they talked about really weren't a thing. Like you, they didn't have to preserve brakes and tires they don't have to preserve brakes and tires nearly as much now because the technology has caught up so much more mm-hmm. and the tires last longer and the brakes last longer and you know they're, they're much more fuel efficient you know so they they really did have trouble getting the cars to last 24 hours so they had to not use all the rpms and they could pull out a faster lap whenever they wanted it but Sounds it like was that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our anyway, thanks for your best. Samir, I beg of you, you're breaking the car. Yes, Samir. Uh, mental, let's talk about our main topic, and it's racing other people's cars, being an arrive and drive. Does someone want to officially talk about it? Like, do the intro, mental. You're the pro arrive and drive. You just did the intro. <laughs> yes. Is there more to do than that? I don't know. Not really. All right, so mental, why don't you start by just telling us how was your trip at Laguna? We say this all the time, uh, and, and we even posted it on a couple of our social media. But that's now, a, that's thanks a to great the, mental windup. Mental, to tell the, us about your to the to the kind to the well, kind folks, folks at Lucky Dog Racing. We have all successfully lagooned, and there are two things. If you are listening to this podcast and you're actually interested in strapping into a race car, there are two things you need to add to your to do list, and one of them is drive Laguna Seca. It's it's worth the hype. It lived up to it. The other one is you want to run a lucky dog race. What a great event. We love Kathy to death and Kathy has managed to gather some of the greatest sponsors. She's got a really good, strong corporate spots. The racers are all really, really helpful. Uh, it's legit racing throwing down on the track. That is some hardcore stuff, but the paddock is every bit of the vibe that we've come to love about this hobby. The Saturday night is always a catered dinner at every trophy ceremony. There's beer. It's just a a great time. And it was everything that you guys wanted it to be last year when y'all guys couldn't get out. Yeah. We all got one hour. Yeah. Which is more than the garage heroes got the first time they went out to lucky dog. So, Correct. And, and we talked about this on the Garage Heroes podcast, but it's it's always nice just hanging out with Bill and Vicky. They're wonderful people. Normally, whenever we get together, like you guys get to go do work weekends with them. But whenever I show up, you know, we've got our whole tribe. They've got their whole tribe. And we don't get to spend a whole lot of uh, just time just talking about nothing and, and got to do that. And that was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, do you want to tell us about the racing? It's... It was awesome. It's legit. The most of the uh, t- 
teams out there. There was a lot of spec E46s and some BMW stuff, so a lot of club-level cars, a lot of fa- very fast cars. But Faster Farms was out there in their old Plymouth Belvedere. Silver Sleeves was out there in little. They were fighting uh, mechanical issues all weekend, but every time the little mini got out, everybody was a little happy. It was a great time. Of course, Randy was there out there stealing seats from people, but, yeah, great time. Very, so normal. very confident, very fast racing. Tell us about uh, the tra- like. What specifically about the track did you like so much? You said, "Oh, it is great. You must do it." Wh- it well, is. What's it, it is what's in a very yeah, very picturesque. It is such a beautiful California area. It is the the rolling hills, and you hike up to the whole thing. And the corkscrew is everything that you've read about the corkscrew and heard about the corkscrew. And after about my third time through there, I began to develop a, a sense of sympathy for Chris's ability to put his simulator Miata on its roof because I realized very quickly <laughs> my fastest times through there were not when I was utilizing the visual references, but when I was utilizing tactile sensations, when I was feeling what the car was doing as I was going through there, instead of looking at the tree that everyone tells you to look at, once I settled into it, my I really, I felt like I got the corkscrew pretty quickly. I understood it. I felt good doing it. My biggest problems were turns five and six, just learning to, to trust the car. I understand why you were fascinated by turn nine. I never felt like I got it right. It's it's ice skating. It's yeah. you, you you don't know that you've maxed it out until you've stepped over that line and. That is really not a turn to step over the line. Uh, That's why I like it, it though, is because it's not yeah. easy. Like it's it's no, challenging. It it's fast. It's exhilarating, and it's difficult. Like it's difficult yes. to get. And it's essential if you want to do ten fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's like the best section. Yeah, Let's go back mm-hmm. to going faster when we talked about when I talked about like grouping cur- turns right. into sections. That's like, I think, the most important section of the track. And, and, and most of my feedback on turn nine would come with my entry speed into 10 and how mm-hmm. fast I could get out of 10. Yep. The the track staff there, of course, it's Laguna. They're, they're all top notch. But Lucky Dog brings their own contracted recovery personnel. And we'll talk about this. We got to spend a lot of time with the recovery personnel this weekend. <laughs> Just do it. Go right into it. Snacks, cookies, something. So, right. um, <laughs> it looks like you're off the track a little, not only you, but just about everybody. No, there. no, no, no. Well, not at all. Me, not at all. Me. No. Well, well you, you just not bit the wheel. Well, what are you driving? <laughs> What's the setup? How, like, you know, yes. start us off, start us off when you get there on Friday. Well, you actually, you got there Saturday cause you drove the long way around in the RV. <laughs> And showed up. Did you at, go to New Jersey first? Oh, dark thirty, right? I, I had a. First? I had initially planned on trying to sneak out of here about noon, and that was uh, going to be great. Uh, then my options were okay. Well, I have to go to a meeting at five to avoid having to be at a meeting at six thirty or six o'clock on Monday. And as it turned out, uh, the meeting on Friday that they made me hang out until 5 4 uh, did not remove my obligation to the meeting at 6 30 on Monday. So, not a lot of sleep this weekend. We got our, so I drove all night. Before I was talking, uh, the guy, Eric, he built this car and he has built it as, figure, figure quote, 
a a training car. And uh, one of our early texts was nothing inspires confidence in a driver you don't know, like the name Mental. Hey, exactly. So 92 Civic, 91 EX drivetrain out of a 94 Integra. That doesn't make any so, sense. Okay, I'm I'm reading well, the no, text. You, what you, is, said, you said 92 Civic with a 91 EX drivetrain out of a 94 Integra. I'm sorry, the brakes. I'm sorry, the brakes no. were from a 91 EX, and then the drivetrain was a 94 Integra. So it was the B18. B. Uh, thank you. B. Yes, the B18B. So not, not actually, VTEC double cam 1.8, 142 horsepower. Exactly. A lot of snot on the car. The car, he had bought it as it is. It's been around the block a few times. It was probably towards the end of its racing career anyway. The roll cage is nothing anyone would put in a car now. The it, the the door bars are very low, and then he had bolted the door skins in place and folded them over so the doors didn't open, but it had that kind of low-cut uh, door frame which yeah I, i'm not a fan of that i looked at that and i'm just like yeah just and have I, the door work. struggle getting in and out no not even a little bit you get in and out of the car really really easy and that was why it was done that way oh. but we've all just been in a few too many tappy taps to yeah. trust that anymore and so Especially now in, we like in our- the door right. I, I like, like having our door, door bars a lot higher and we've all gotten better at pit stops and so the car was probably built for a team that was focused on pit stops and like, what racing, we're not going to get to an accident. Why would we possibly do that? And it's the realization that you don't always get the entire vote on whether or not you get into an accident. So something I would have done 10 years ago, not something I would do now. And I'm not, and I'm not dogging on the builder car was reasonably quick, but it was very, very the suspension on it had no give. Everything was on a tight. It would slide if you looked at it sideways, which is how the owner wanted it. That's just how he drove the car. And as I began to trust the car, it was just faster if you were hard on it. You use the Chris was given Vicky advice on how to drive a front wheel drive, which was turn a little bit earlier than you're used to mat the throttle before you get to the apex and then make sure you're adhering to the line, which is what I had to do. And the car, you could get it into a four-wheel slide. In fact, it was really competent. But getting it there, I was on very narrower tires than I'm used to in a Honda. I like my Hondas to stick a little bit more. I've been quite spoiled. And (laughs) when a guy who has been known as mental since 2002 gets outside of his comfort zone, He's outside of his comfort it, it zone. It might be a so little go, squirrely. That might be a so, good indication well, your car is yeah. squirrely. <laughs> so, so for me to get out of my comfort zone, it would be like borrowing underwear from someone else. And <laughs> getting into Use this underwear. second, second <laughs> underwear like, reference. Like, hey, you're not going to wear those for the rest of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so getting in this car was, uh, I was taking off Jeff's used underwear, and now I was putting on Chrissy. <laughs> It was just uncomfortable and pinching me in places it shouldn't. And terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's how uncomfortable I was in this car until I started really, really pushing it and hammering it. There was no, you know, come into the corner, downshift, brake, apex, drift out. It was, okay, get your braking done now. Okay, go ahead and shift. 
turn wheel, mat throttle, get your eyes as far down the track as possible, drift all the way to the outside of the corner in a four-wheel stint. And then I still had to add some dabs of oppo coming into three and four in order to get the most speed out of it, and even sometimes in five. So it, it, it actually it was good. It was good for me to get back to having to learn an odd car. One of the other challenges is Eric was not driving the car with us. He was working for Lucky Dog. So we'd have to go catch him whenever we had a question. Chris was installing the stereo in his Suburban. He was helping us greatly. Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, just go get this tool and do this. And I would have to go borrow the tool from somebody else's team. And we had access to another team's gra- uh, toolbox, but it was all standards. And rooting uh-huh. around in someone help. else's. Yeah, exactly. Rooting around in someone else's toolbox that you're not friends with yeah, is like going the into worst. a stranger's purse. And it was all labeled and it all made sense, but none of it was what we needed. So we were really hampered by a lot of tools and the car has been a bit of a Frankenstein. We were talking about uh, early on because it was so tight. Chris goes, look, just pop into the back of it. And he gave me an excellent graphic representation on FaceTime of this is what the sway bar is going to look like. Put the bolt here and that's going to loosen up the rear sway bar. And I got into there and it looked nothing like what he said. So I took a picture of it and he went, went, Yeah, that's a completely uh, custom setup. We'll just do this to the shocks. And then I took a picture of the two shocks. He goes, oh, my God. Okay, we'll just uh, (laughs) check the tire pressures and check the oil because I'm I'm out of ideas. Fresh out of choices. What what kind of shocks are they? Well, they were KYB AGXs on one side. The other side, (laughs) undetermined. So, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the shock I'm, absorber equivalent to Wagner organic power stops. No, no, I, I, KYB AGXs are okay. They're just they're adjustable and everything, but you you got to kind of have four of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And the sway and bar did. was was just uh, you know it's just one of the oh, non-adjustable they, ones. I was just yeah, hoping yeah, they had an adjustable one on it. Oh well. Yeah. Anyway, it's it. it, it it was good for all of us. I've gotten very, very spoiled, particularly with the three-pedal Mafia, but really across the board with some of the other cars that I've driven. We're all getting mature in this. And, and you know, I show up and cars run all weekend, and they run well, and they're dialed in. And, and you know, there's a little bit of an adjustment period. But, you know, Todd Carver always had just the, an anvil of a reliable, very fast car, and it's shown by his victories. Uh, the OK Speed Honda Civic that we you know, almost one overall and one B with, of course, Godzilla, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Ringel's Miatas. It, it's, you get, you get spoiled and it wasn't that it was a bad car. It was just a car that was built to be disposable. This was, this car was not built for a long-term in time investment. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do a quick roll call. You bent the wheel. You said that you ran out of gas. Any other time on the hook or any other incidents? The bent the wheel, I didn't come in on the hook. The only I, time, so I came in on the no, hook. No, no, that uh, was two separate incidents. Yes, yeah. Right well, it was, it was the, the same session, but yes. Okay. Um, any other incidents that you can claim before we ask you how Bill and Vicky did? <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, and apparently Bill was getting some feedback from the, uh, Revo- the Rebellion Racing uh, BMW, their Rebellion is one of the new corporate sponsors, Rebellion Watches, for Lucky Dog Racing. And uh, as faster cars would go by me, I would try to suck into their draft for as long as possible and learn the track that way. So they were actually impressed that I could get this beast to stay with them for a couple of corners. Well, did Bill have any incidents or come in on the hook or crash or anything like that? <laughs> yes. 
did Vicky have any accidents come on the hook or anything like that? Yes. And did, but I'm going to I'm going to own part we can, of Vicky. We can defer to their podcast to learn more. I just also wanted you to mention did the car break in yes. any tragic ways that you might want to mention to our listeners? No. Not tragic. Frustrating, but not tragic. I, I think it has something to say about the car prep. So I was saying, <laughs> please tell us I how the car do, broke. I do not want to badmouth Eric because this guy basically took his race car and said, here, three people I don't know, including mm-hmm. one named Mental, go race my car at a race where I'm the safety steward. It'll be fine. All right. And this all right. was. Then this was the thing is, is we were used to a certain level of preparation, even the garage heroes in training. And we would come over and we would ask him, you know, questions about this. And we'll talk about what you should do as an arrive and drive. And he would say, eh, and he would just go, dude, the car, the, this is this car's last season. It's got four races in it. Don't care. You know, send it. He was Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes as, you know, I don't care. No, you know, look, it's five times. It just, just send the car. He brought a spare engine because he expected it to blow up. And try you did to blow it up. Nah. <laughs> not, not, not this good looking dude. All right. For a blow by blow of all the damage, check out the Garage Heroes podcast in training. Let's move on to the second part of this discussion. How to be a good arrive and drive. Metzl, do you want to mention anything off the bat or should we go right to Chris? I feel like Chris is I, I'm going to contribute to this conversation, but Chris has he has built cars on a scale larger than most of us. Uh and I say, you know, he knowing that I'm these, looking at the other two people that always yeah, help with it. Yeah, these other two were just there just as much for the most part. Yes. So so uh and, and at the, but at the same time has arrive and drived you and Chrissy have arrived and drived on a scale that I do. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Talk well, about the topic. Well, at first, I was thinking there's a bunch of good kind of topics in here, like assessing the car, having some sympathy, talking with the owner, crashing the car, being helpful, etc. So, like, let's just start with you get there. There's a car. What do you do? Like, you can't just say, "Okay, looks good, thanks," and go drive it. I mean, you can, but that's not going to be successful usually. Take some time, check the car over thoroughly, and talk with the other drivers. Talk with the owner. Like things you want to know, like are are the suspension wear parts all tight? Check. That's something we found loose. Uh, is there enough yep. brake pad left? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, are the tires okay? Maybe, maybe not. Um, are the belts attached properly, or you know, maybe one of those getting loose and about to fall off in your pit stop, and you're going to hold it in your hand? <laughs> you know, things like that. Never right. happened. No, no, no. Um, any fundamental design issues that are a problem? Um, and some things are things like the owner might not even know about when they show up, like, you know, missing tubes and roll cages that are essential components of the main hoop that need to be there. You know, that's important. Mental, what do you think? Certainly, that's an aspect of reading the rule book. I was also going to imagine, you know, what's your body type compared to the person that built it? Uh, you know, do you, are you are yeah. they a smaller stature person? Yeah, yeah. Or is 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 there enough tension on that belt to ratchet it up? Are you going to have to adjust the seat if you have mm-hmm. a Kirky? Are you going to have to kind of are you going to be able to even squeeze your shoulders in? That's a great one. Is, is the car going to be comfortable? Fantastic. Yeah, try it out. You need to be able to find that kill switch and door handle with your eyes closed in an emergency. So get used to it, Jeff. 
Uh, I wrote some stuff down on like what to do when you first get there. Um, and we're going to talk about some pre-race stuff, like making sure you're the right person and things. But like you can, ass- you need to assess the owner and the, the car. Section no, I'm here. going down to that because this is what you do when you first get there. Yeah. Cause that's what you said. Like if you have that opening conversation with the owner, like, Hey man, what's your setup? What kind of brake pads you run in? You know, is there anything to do? What's on the to do list? Like you can really feel out the vibe quickly on what's going to happen for the rest of the weekend. If, if he you get a lot of shoulder shrugs and eh. yeah, exactly. If you get the, um, I think the brakes are good. And I, you know, like, Oh, you know, like that's drastically different than the person who's confident saying, no, it's a hundred percent. Each of them are likely not to be a hundred percent, but I think that's going to totally change, you know, like what you have to do. If you walk in and you ask Chris, well, what kind of brake pads or what kind of this and what's the setup? Like he's going to know everything. And if you ask me, I'll know enough. You know, if they have a to-do list, that is a level of preparedness. If they have a toolbox, if they have a plan, that is a drastically different than, yeah, there's the keys, send it. And and it's going to make a difference on how your weekend goes. Chrissy, go ahead. I think you should do this before you get to the track. Uh, I, totes. I I think if um, you show up and you've already you're already here. I mean, it's it's not always this. You can't always do it this way, especially like when we showed up to Laguna. Uh, we didn't know who it was. We had to feel them out, that kind of stuff. But um, if, if it's maybe if it's one of your friends or maybe it's an extended friend that that you're just going to show up with them, maybe say like, "What's going on with the car? What are you working on right now?" Most of the time, even if they're thrashing and they're doing stuff, there's time when they're just going to be sitting that they can write you a quick email and be like, yeah, these are the things we're switching over. This is what we've got going on. Um, Cause then you kind of know already. And I'm kind of thinking back to the list that we had uh, Barber many, many years ago when we showed up to a rabbit and drive with mental um, we had, he had a list and uh, the list got longer when we got there, but at least you knew, had an idea of what the to-do list was before you got there. So if just, Again, it doesn't happen all the time, and you can't always get it that way, but especially if it's somebody that you have talked to a few times and kind of know of, it can't hurt to touch base before you get there. Yeah, his list was almost, well, yeah, just touch up these couple of things and send it, and six yeah. hours well, later. You and, know. and that's why I'm saying, like, when you first get there, you almost have to, like, yes. fact check. Happy birthday. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right? Mean, we again, were going to have a party. We didn't have a party. We, we didn't even make tech. <laughs> we, we love did. the guy we ran with at Laguna, Mo. Um, but his understanding of what a ready car was and what the reality of the readiness of the car was different. Mm-hmm. But we knew as soon as we talked to him and he had decent answers but was willing to listen to advice that we could go knuckles deep into the car and start wrenching and fixing and he wasn't going to be mad about it while you know, it sounds like some other arrive and drives might not want you to change a setting on their car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chrissy, it's a great point of talk, talk about some of these things ahead of time. Like you can learn ahead of time about things like what's the handling balance of the car? When do they want you to shift? What do they expect the gauge values to be? Like things that you can learn ahead of time. Of, oh, if you know, oil pressure is a, you know, below 60, it's a problem. If water temps 
you know, over 190, it's a problem. Not everyone has a car set up for arriving drives like Spank does, where the temperature gauge has slow, low, like slow pit low. and stop. This stop. is what they yeah, say. Right. Yeah, slow pit or, and stop. Uh, like on how it is. And uh, yeah. yeah, they have different different things on them. But, and and what I was trying to say is, you're assessing the the owner with the car at the same time because Mental's experience was. Stop asking questions. Just send it. Stop asking. No, questions, no, it just wasn't. Send. Stop asking questions. It was, it was more of the lines of, look, man, I, you know, the, the it's a junkyard motor. It's a junkyard motor and a junkyard car that's not going to last. You know, not going to be here next season. Uh, a couple of years ago, Steve and I both did an arrive and drive with a Honda Civic Coupe at uh, Carolina Motorsports Park. The guy was a circle track guy. He had bought it from somebody else who had, who had had a team on there, and he had answers, but there were just certain things he just wasn't that wound up about. Uh, one of the, you know my early questions was, "Hey, does your radios have an IMSA or a NASCAR plug?" And he goes, "Eh, we don't run radios. We just we got there for about ninety minutes." I'm like, well, you know, what are your goals for the weekend? He goes, "I'd I'd really like the car just to last all weekend. You know, dude, it's a Honda Civic. We're not going to win." Um, and so it was a it was a lax level of preparedness, but he had a racing background. So the bolts were tight. There were new tires. There were new brakes. There were new fluids. But the car was not built to run on the ragged edge. The car was built for him and his buddies to go out there and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes back to what Chrissy, Chrissy and Chris were just mentioning, that you need to do these things before the track in knowing – if you're going to the right team, what are the reasons you're going there? What, why are you there? You know, um, I, listening back to, to podcast number nine, Chris and Chrissy talked about running with Spank, and it was, we want to be part of the Class C onslaught. When I went to Barber to run with Bert, it was, I want to go to Barber. It didn't have anything to do with Bert. It didn't have anything to do with winning. It had to do with learning a new track. When we went to Laguna, it was, let's check out Laguna. When we bring in Tom uh, Lamino, he wants to drive a well-prepared car. So that is a drastic difference in, and I don't even mean arriving and driving with us or arriving and driving with other people. When I arrive and drove with, um, not really arrive and drive, when I was in Black Betty, I knew I was being invited to be part of that team to run fast laps and to keep up with the other people. So, you know, what you're going for needs to be decided with the team owner to make sure you're going to get the arrive and drive experience you want and they're going to get the driver they want. And Mm -hmm. that's a balance. Anybody want to add to that? Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, it could be someone that wants you to give nine and a half tenths all the time. Like, you know, Tatas, for example, you know, they're, they're when they have you on. Or it might someone that's going to get mad if you're going too fast. They're going to be like, hey, what do you think this is, a race? <laughs> just, let's just calm down and have some bread heels and grease and not worry about it. You know? <laughs> Liquor ball sandwiches. Right. Um, ah, and, we're and, talking about you, Hamsa. And I, I sometimes, too, like the I think this has happened to you, Chris, and I know this has happened to you, Jeff. You get a team that they've got a new car and they're like, hey, we got this new car. We know it's fast. But we don't know what we need to do to it, so I really need you to get in there and give it the beans. I want to know what this car is capable of, and I want your mm-hmm. feedback. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're not they're not trying to win, but they want you out there driving like you're trying to win because they want to know what the car is going to need. You know, or, 
we've been around the block enough times to where all of us and several of our listeners are development tools in the sense of, you know, oh, oh man, we're, so we're gonna, some you're kind a of tool. tool you're, some, sure. you're a tool. You're you a know, tool. You know, Chrissy just ran a, a 143, so you know she knows what's going on. I'm going to get her in this car and see what she thinks about it and see what it does for her kind of a deal. Yeah, I mean, Metzl, you were invited into a 24, 25 hours a Thunderhill team because they wanted to learn from you what endurance, how endurance worked. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, anything and, and, else and, about team match? Anybody? Uh, I, I Chris didn't say it, but he did say. Or am I jumping ahead? If I use the last line under this, how to assess uh, the last line un, under Chris's notes? You know, all arriving drives need something. Yeah. Why? What are you there to provide? Or the, all the all the cars need something. Absolutely. Even if the owner says, "Nope, this is totally done." There's something. There's mm-hmm. definitely something to yeah. do. And uh, yeah, and you 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 play a part in this team. Figure out what it is. And if you ask, that's a pretty good way to find out. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. We have a heading here that's be helpful, and I know everybody has notes on that. So anybody want to talk on the be helpful topic? Because I think that kind of let's too. let's get to that organically. Because uh, see, we talked about the goal conversations. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and I, I want to make sure I get on this. One of the things, if you're being brought in as a consultant, either for speed or for endurance racing, understand how to give proper feedback, not your car sucks. You should be running Hankook tires more the long lines of in this turn and this turn and this turn, it's doing this. If they built a car, they've, they should be able to make these kind of adjustments. Uh, Chris is loves to say, don't diagnose the car. Just say what it's doing. And if they're new builders, they still need to know what that means. And then you guys can have an extended conversation about what you're going to adjust to make it go to the left or right of whatever it's doing. But you, your your job while you're in the car is, what is the car doing? Give that back to the team. And they might say, yeah, it does that. <laughs> like, the, like the Wartburg. Holy crap, it, it wiggles every time you come into a turn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does that. You'll get used to it. It'll stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. Thanks, though. Yeah. Keep driving. Yeah. Well, and, and really, this is low dollar endurance racing. So you can't expect Not to walk in there. Dollar. Well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's amateur endurance racing. You have to expect that when you show up, car might not be done. And mm-hmm. if the to do list is there, Start doing the to-do list, and not every car is going to be perfect. And if you're going to a place where they have entirely different setup designs, it's going to be set up different, and they're not going to rebuild the car for your ass who's showing up for one race. Mm-hmm. Unless you're there to yes. tell them how to make it better, but that's a rare situation. To have but that. but even then, that's yeah. going to happen probably during the race. Yeah, they're not S- going to change Saturday it. Saturday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just generally, be helpful. You're there as part of a team. You're working a team. You are not the guy that literally shows up, gets out of your exotic car, goes and races, <laughs> and then gets back here, goes back to the hotel. At least I really. If hope you not. want to be that person, write a check to the Ferrari Challenge Series. Yeah, yeah. Then or you know, we just don't want you around us because you're you're no fun. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, uh, but doesn't doesn't Fish want you to do that? 
No, Fish wants you at least to hang out and do stuff. Like, he doesn't really want you to touch in the car. But, you know, yeah, there's, we're still going to hang out. We're still going to talk. We're st- you know, you're still part of a team, and, you know, you can still go drinking while he wears a pink onesie later on in the night you know well well, he he doesn't he doesn't want you to go to the hotel but he also doesn't have expectations for you working on the car well he doesn't have expectations but if you're around and can be just generally helpful and you know what you're doing that's okay his more thing is he doesn't want someone that doesn't know what they're doing touching anything because then he's gonna have to fix it yeah so it's more work in the end than just letting him do it because he's good it knows what he's doing chrissy um, on the topic of being helpful, I think one of the things is if you, even if you don't know what to do on the car, and I know we talked about this um, and in show episode number nine, uh, just do something. So clean, um, put things away, put some like if everybody's um, you know gear is all over the place, then go put you know organize it. Like there's plenty of things to do, even if you if it's not your paddock and you don't really know where everything goes, then just like you know, throw cups away. And like, there's, there's the always something to fairy. be, yeah. that's how the dishwashing fairy came to be because he used to just hang around and watch me scramble. And then all of a sudden found that he, uh, washing dishes was very helpful. So things like that, that if you can do something, um, and, and even if it's just standing next to somebody who's working, then they may say, Oh yeah, actually I need you to do this. So that's yeah. part of being helpful. It doesn't have to be all with the car. It can be cleaning up the paddock, doing something other than just like sleeping. Look, yeah. for 37 years, I have learned how to stand next to somebody working on a car and hand them tools. Because when I was nine, that's what I did with my grandfather. So even if you're not going to be allowed to touch the car, I'm sure you know how to hand a 10 millimeter to the guy under the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in general, just try to think ahead what needs to be done. And if you've ever run your own team, you have a pretty good idea. And that's why people that have their own team are the best arriving drives ever. Because, <laughs> yeah, totally. like, it was, oh man, the time it was, it was like me and Chrissy and Hamza and Mental. And we're all going, like, oh, I guess I'm going to go do this to the car. And one of us has already done it. Or, like, yeah, I'm just finishing that up. Like, no one's asking, no one's questioning. <laughs> yeah. It's just done. And it's, it's yeah. wonderful that way because they're all thinking that way. It's what needs to get done. I'm going to get it done. Like, do we need fuel in the jugs? I don't have to say, hey, so and so, please go put fuel in the jugs. We're all like, oh, oh we're out of gas. All right, I guess we had to go get yep. it. All right, Jeff, where are the keys it's to the truck? Yeah, uh, you know, things like that. It's just think, get yeah. things to happen before anyone else even notices. Um, and just never stop until everything you can done is done. And th- there are those times, and you could just sit there and watch race monitor, or you know, go find the person you know is broken and go, oh, that's a shame. And you know, the things that you do oh. when you're when you're waiting so or sit around and talk strategy hey yeah. how did you do in number seven and yeah. you know when's our next fuel stop and you know there's there's always things to do don't wander away yeah or make sure you have a radio if you do at least yeah, yeah. or tell yeah and tell somebody that you are maybe you're taking pictures and going to a corner i mean like that's totally acceptable but it's unless you do that all the time then it's not yeah um, Jeff, I like the, your comment on here about being nice. And I think that also lends into if you're an arrive and drive, you're unofficially representing that team, especially if you're traveling outside of your region. And if you're, you know, that guy, if, if you're the type of person that would want to race with, like, I don't know, a team from the Northeast and a convertible Mustang, you know, not pointing anyone out, but if you're that type of person, you're giving a team that races in that region, a bad name, you know, uh, like you, Jeff, you race with Burt one 
And of course, everyone comes over and they want to talk about Burt One because Burt One's been there forever. And you had to go into full Jeff mode. And oh, yeah, da 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 da. You know, just being a pleasant human being because you're standing next to another race car or you're involved in another team. And if they get a reputation for being D bags because they had this arrive and drive and walked around being a snot to everybody, you're making their life harder when you're not there anymore. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're all in this race car thing together. So, you know, you, you can't, you can't have a bad day as an arrive and drive because that's going to be the only image they have of you. So if you freak out because the, wheel bearings didn't work out and why didn't you think to change the wheel bearings and do robot arms and be like this car is not prepared and what did i pay my money for you know slag them later on a podcast or something you know (laughs) those are jerk off moves and don't do that to the people who are nice enough to offer you a seat in the car Mm -hmm. and i guess you uh final on this one uh this isn't your team so they're going to do stuff a little differently you know, you don't be afraid to add new goals, but uh, if they're going to do it their way, do it their way. And Chrissy, uh, I had to rewrite this, but Chrissy was right. A great way to find your place to be useful is not limited to just mechanical stuff. There's paperwork that needs to be done. Oh, hey, uh, I'll, I'll go run over and find out what they were talking about on the loudspeaker. Oh, hey, I was just talking to the race organizers. And um, yeah, Jesus hour is at noon, but they usually uh, they flag everybody at 1155 so they don't get in trouble. Or, hey, I was just talking to these people over here and they say a great place to get parts is this or the better place to get gas is this. Or you There's be the one to go and run for parts right. while the people be that know the, the car yeah. are fixing parts. it. If if you have assets, not necessarily something like an RV, but an RV has got me onto a lot of teams, but if you've got a, a good toolbox or a pancake compressor or something that you know that you can bring to that track that they don't have, then why, you're you're making them look better. Why why do you want flat pancakes instead of fluffy ones? I like my pancakes compressed, Jeff. This why isn't your team. This isn't your pancake. team, Jeff. And, they're called crepes, then. That's okay. Just say I like get it pancakes. Right. Uh, I like it so crepes. Let's, let's talk. We have another topic here heading that I kind of like to go around the table. What if something goes wrong? What if the car is broken either by you or by somebody else? Like, what what's the disaster plan? What do you got to do before the race, after race, during the race, before, after, during the accident? Chris, go ahead. Before we even get there, this this is segues into it. Mechanical sympathy. It's not your car. Nobody gets to drive it if you, you break it or you crash it. So we'll get to what to do after the crash or after you break it later. But don't be the one to break the car. Um, pretend you're the one that needs to fix it, even if you have no idea which end of the wrench to use. So little things like shift a little more slowly. Avoid unnecessary shifts like going into third every corner when you don't need to. That's a good idea if you can help it. Um, avoid off-track excursions, like even just hitting big curbs or the inevitable ditches after curbs because you don't know how low the car really is, right? Oh, What's some bend. of those are terrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. No. You don't know how that's uh, going to work. Don't, don't bend a wheel. <clears throat> don't bend a wheel, right? Um, you know, the, the oil pan might be the lowest thing in the car, and you think, oh, I'm only putting two mm-hmm. wheels off, but you just might put a gash on the oil pan over that curb. You have mm-hmm. no idea. Um, yeah. Give up your corner. Don't try to be a hero. No one likes to fix crash damage. And even if it's a little bump, it might cause really big problems, like you know, breaking a steering rack that you can't get 
things like that happen. And even yep. though it doesn't seem like a big deal, don't be the guy to break the car with something avoidable because then no one gets to drive and then nobody likes you. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to ever like kick a rock into the timing belt or anything. That would be bad. Right. Or, you know, over rev a downshift, <laughs> you know, like a money shift on a BMW. Terrible idea. Just slow your shift down. You know, you're yeah. not trying to win anything. I don't care how long you've been in the California State Police. It uh, doesn't change your shifting. Mental. That's right. These are all and, true stories, by the way. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> we didn't just make them up. No, and if, they if, if you guys have covered this, I'm sorry. But if you're the team owner, you also have an obligation to explain these things. When the new engine went into the Civic, it got a six-speed. And the six-speed is markedly different than the previous transmission. And we were all warned, hey, it's real easy to go into third when you think you're going into fifth. So I want you guys to be very gentle. And there was three occasions when the gear selector was in third. And as I not speed shifted, slowly began to let the clutch out thinking I was in fifth. I realized very quickly I'm not in third and this would be remarkably bad. And I would push the clutch (laughs) back in and make sure I had fifth. Had I not gotten that briefing, I'm not entirely sure that would have worked out the same. Yeah. Sure. We we could do a whole podcast on how to host them and arrive and drive. That's a great it's mm. a great topic for that. There we go. So okay. So let's let's so have mechanical sympathy. I think we all understand that. Let's move on to the holy crap something bad happened. You know, what is the responsibility? What should you do before the race, after the race, during the race, before, after, during the incident? Um, I, I guess I'll start with if you're unwilling to have a conversation before you get to the track about, hey, so what happens if I wad this up? What is you team owners deal here? Am I paying and must pay if I bend it? Am I, you know, like you, you need to have that conversation before it gets misty, before the green flag flies, at least a general understanding on what that means. Anyone want to add to that or jump in after that? Go ahead. Well, let's, let's start with having that conversation beforehand establishes the value of the car. So, you know, you, you want to be one of those things where, you know, oh, hey, man, I, I wanted up your car. Sorry, let me uh, write you a check for two grand. Uh, two grand? I don't think so. I think you're writing me a check for $6,000. Wait, what? No. You know, and, and so it's, it's one of those back and forth. So, yeah, you need to have at least some sort of, uh, you know, understanding, po- polite society way. agreement on your responsibilities in that uh the flip side is is a is a team owner you know your suspension point failed that's why i wadded up the car you know so i'm not paying for anything and and i'm also not coming at you with my fists flying and and i think that's like number one when the incident happens is probably like let's not start throwing shade and start deciding you know, robot arms. It wasn't my fault. The tires weren't warm. You didn't have the right <laughs> suspension set up. You didn't build this correctly. That's ne- that's a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Chris, you've been on both sides of that, I think. I've never crashed someone's car. No, no, I mean like both sides car. of someone taking the blame and someone shoving the blame and someone. Sure. 
and, and there's a reason that our arriving drives are all good friends now, um, partially because we can and we like them, uh, but partially because it avoids these kind of things. Because I know anyone we're putting in our car is going to do anything in their power to make it right, depending on the situation. I mean, some of it's is is it an avoidable incident that's really the driver's fault, or is it just that's racing? Um, or is it a you know major mechanical kind of failure? All those things, it, the driver's level of involvement for me changes how what I expect out of them as far as fixing it goes. Like we've had two arrive and drives cause significant damage to the car that uh, was totally their faults, and both of them did step up for at least getting the parts and things to to replace to replace what was broken or what was necessary to get the car right. So that was good. Um, but they were both nice, nice people. And that was good that they did. Uh, if the car really got completely annihilated and it was just their fault. Yeah. I'd expect you're going to be there building the car with me. You know, this is, uh, the money is yeah, not yeah. what's in that car. It's, it's the time. It's the hours. It's cubic, yeah. cubic time. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the most important thing is, even if it was a mechanical failure, even if you think it wasn't the tires, you need to take ownership of what you did as soon as it happens. Again, coming out of that car right after the incident and, you know, throwing your helmet on the ground and pouting because it wasn't your fault is not the right thing to do. Go ahead, Metal. It- <clears throat> well, I want to circle back to this. Just mention, folks, if, if you're in a drive and drive, you're not going to win. That that's just how it is. If you look at every series out there and that the folks that are consistently running up there, even folks like Matt Conley Motorsports or Casey Carden, who or other Casey people Carden, who use their name for their team name. Right. But I'm, I'm saying Matt you know, Casey Carden, Motorsports, that, that guy, you got to watch out right. for him. <laughs> Casey Carden has he has a business of building race cars and then he has a couple of race cars and they he he sells seats but he sells seats to a select group of people that have demonstrated an ability to take care of his equipment so they're always consistently up front but this is if this is your first time and you haven't had all these discussions you're not that great of a driver just accept it if you were that great of a driver you'd already have a pro contract you're not going to win that race you're not going to beat the team that has been running with each other for three years and they know their rhythms and they know how each fa- how each person is faster and better and they've built the car to their individual standards that's just the reality you're not that talented so adjust those expectations now they may come in there and expect you to do well or if you're a placeholder and a really fast team you got there through a, a given skill set you didn't find them on a message board and went hey i like racing cars can i drive your car Even if you are that person and they are a good team, you're probably going to be in car B or C. Until you prove yourself because they didn't get to the top of that heap by letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry just jump in their car and beat on it. Except Randy. Seat stealing. (laughs) Seat stealing, Randy. By the way, that is totally totally going on Randy bingo card, by the way. Seat stealing, Randy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, Incidentally, I wanted... he was there this weekend. He stole a seat, and then he was so fast that one of the cars got moved up to the big dog. Uh, he he <laughs> turned an obnoxiously fast lap in a Mercedes. So I, I would I would hate him even more if he wasn't so unholy talented. 
And he's very nice in person, too. Oh, like, he's, a, a nice he's a wonderful person. Oh, yeah. If you run into Randy at a race, go say hi. He'll talk your ear off. He's awesome. He raises money for charity. He's a great dude. Just, you know, don't awesome. don't tell him what you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, does anyone have anything else they want to cover? I think we covered most of the topics here. Be nice. Be helpful. Have goals that are understood have responsibilities that are understood and most importantly know that you're not going to win and have mechanical sympathy. Well, and I, I, I want to talk about the going touching upon the last topic. You are actually seeing a lot of higher end teams or teams that run a lot. They now have actual legal agreements. Now ain't nobody here a lawyer. In fact, we had a discussion on all reasons why we're not a lawyer, but if they hand you a sheet of paper to sign, Read it. All right. Now, the presentation of this legal document, it also comes down from state to state, but it tells you a lot about the priorities of the team, and that's going to get you in a proper mindset. And you better agree on that dollar amount before you strap into that car, because once it's wadded up, you're you're not going to successfully negotiate. Well, I know the car was $15,000 to start with, but now, come on. That's it's depreciation. Worth, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so you need to ask those questions and just, it's a, it's an honest question. Uh, and, but ask those questions before that green flag comes out. I've, I've been running with, uh, the, the RTF team out of Ohio and last year when I, uh, signed up with them and ran, they handed me a legal agreement and it was the first time. And she's like, look, you know, we're getting faster and we're getting competitive. And as you get to the pointy end of that, the, the, the field, things get a little bit hotter and sometimes people go into you and we need to establish our roles. And it was an honest presentation and I read it over and I signed it. And yeah, you know, if I had gone completely off the friggin' reservation, I would now own a very bent Miata MX five, but you, you, you have to understand all the stuff. Like Chrissy said, have these conversations. And if you're buying into a fast car, understand that you're buying into an expensive car. Cool. Anything or, else? Anybody else wants to add to this? Go ahead, Chris. Just be sympathetic. Don't break the car, and then you don't have to don't worry break about the it car. as much. Yeah, that's right. Bre- break I your never own car. had, I never had any <laughs> thought that I was going to wad up Bert, even though it had a welded diff, and I was in a rain in the rain in a track I've never been before because I wasn't going to put myself in that position. Which yeah. is one of the reasons you ended up in Bert. And they said, they said, Jeff, your laps aren't great. I said, I'm getting there. Give me a minute. <laughs> going to relax and I'm going to get into it. Watch for my next shift. And I, you know, learn the track first and don't be a douchebag first. You ain't going to win on turn one, mother. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no way. Yeah, but that was a great weekend because not only did you have a good time driving Bert, the team had a good time having you there. And I think they, learned, <laughs> I think they did a lot of lot. work. <laughs> they did. But they learned a lot about, oh, uh, you're supposed to do that before a race? Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks, oh, weekend. <laughs> I, I love Jason. He just never ran a car before. No, yeah. and if, if you have yeah. Russ around, you don't need to. Exactly. If I had well, Russ well, around, I wouldn't lift a wrench. <laughs> you're <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> but he was a sponge. He was a sponge uh, that whole weekend while you're down there, you know, kind of working this stuff out. When I, still when I said, a lot. Do, do, you have, do you have extra breaks? He said... I have boxes that Russ sent me. I think there's breaks in there. <laughs> we started opening boxes. Do you know what these are? Uh, rear brakes? I said, I know that. I mean, what kind of brakes? Wagner. They're, They're organic. Wagner, organic. organic. Oh, I hope not. Thermo quiets. 
Anyway, let's wrap this topic up. Anyone have anything else for the good of the order before we move on to oh, our favorite call. topic? No, yes. I, I, all right. So, folks, we've talked what a lot is, about this. This podcast has got just... very. This podcast has gotten very mature. If you have tips and tricks that you've used with your drive and drives or as an arrive and drive, get a hold of us. Talk to us on our social media as Chrissy slowly falls asleep. <laughs> There's that. Just the tip. All right. We have just a quick tip. Uh, prepared to drive in the cold and snow. It's probably cold where you are. Uh, how no, prepared no, is your daily it's, driver? It's, it's not. It's not. Okay, I, it's I rode a scooter yeah. today. Uh, a lot of other places, it's cold. So I'm very sorry. Uh, to the rest of the people that listen to the show, and if it's cold outside, um, do some things to help you now. Pack a blanket in your car. Um, have something in your car to chalk your wheels in case you get stuck on ice. Uh, now I feel dumb because mental, it's warm there. But it, this is good for a lot of other people. <laughs> uh, you might want to keep a, a water water bottle. Uh, even if it freezes, it'll be helpful for you later if you needed it. And snacks, because I love snacks. Uh, keep all these things in your car. As Chris was saying earlier, uh, we had some snow squalls and ex- we're experienced in, on the East Coast. Uh, storms can come through quickly and you may be on the road when it happens. So throw some helpful items in your trunk and hopefully you won't need this because um, you won't need it. You won't get stranded. So there you go. So as, this as, morning, as, I'll say as Donnie looks confused at his radio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. No, <laughs> he can, he can he be used prepared to for alligators and stuff. Like yeah. He used to live pre- in Pennsylvania. Be prepared. Yes. No, I, I I did live in Nebraska and Colorado, and one of the things they used to tell us was keep a like a big wide candle, not like a dinner candle, but keep a candle in the car because if you do find yourself stranded and you've got a candle with a wide base, lighting a candle can increase the temperature inside of a vehicle by five degrees. So I'm going to freely admit that my car was completely unprepared this morning. I got outside. I had <laughs> a meeting. Shock face. Shock face. <laughs> uh, it was 45 minutes until my meeting and I have a 37 minute commute and my <laughs> windows were iced up and I could not find an ice scraper and an ice brush in my house to, to, to save my we life. Just talked about this. Like, Jeff. We talked about this once to, ago. Like, at, we'll go on Amazon, send Jeff, but like, you no, no, my husband. I, like, I, I don't it. need to keep sending you crap. I, I found it. It just wasn't where I had left it. And I had under the under the bags. I I, 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 under the coffee. So I went into the house and I said, (laughs) I can't find an ice scraper. (laughs) Covered in covered in soup. I said, I "I can't find an ice scraper. I was like all panicked. And and the lovely and talented Jennifer does the magic trick that she always does. She says, It is, and she goes, blah blah blah. And she tells me an exact location next to whatever is exactly next to it. And I go to that exact location and is sitting exactly next to whatever she said. So there's Chr- some... like Chrissy's mom does a similar thing is I can't find that. She said, well, if I find it, can I hit you with it? So Jennifer <laughs> needs to establish that. I think. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> because then you go on. I used to not no. think for things well. And then now I do. Yeah. Awesome. I did find it. I do have my snow brush. You don't have to send me one. But you were still you were still late. See, no, I, I wasn't late. I'll send you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't late. My boss was later than I was to the meeting. Oh, so that's good. Oh, success. <laughs> everybody. You everybody I, wins then. I was right. standing three minutes late. Anybody have a, a- it's a possibility that Eric Rude may join us next Wednesday, but his daughter has swim lessons. So He's going to get back to us and let us know. Uh, if not, we're going to have Eric sometime on the show because we just like having Eric on. I think our whole 
detriment is we're going to talk about what Eric wants to talk about. Oh, how about that? All right. Yeah, so it'll be like all Buick Roadmasters. Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierras. Juggalambos and Juggalexuses. Mm. Oh, yeah. A whole show about I, Juggalos. I, <laughs> I, I might have a Oldsmobile Alero that I will be selling in the near future. Why? Ooh, old lady fresh. Oh. My aunt oh. is no longer driving. So as soon as we can get a power of attorney and get a new uh she's fine by the way. She just uh get get a we're not gonna send her to the DMV uh to get a new title. I may be I may have a sub thousand dollar GM Luxo machine. So you're gonna sell another oh, car that's only, not the Citroen. If only there was like a yeah. rally that the rally organizer like really appreciated I, oddball GM products. I, or, I might not have it that quickly. Or if someone is going to the DMV with a power of attorney, <laughs> I can think of something else they might want to do while at the New Jersey DMV. Can't, can't do that at the DMV. <laughs> We're never selling that damn car. No, you can only do that at a title. I don't care. So, well, then go to that one. How about that? <laughs> Anyway. Fine, we're done with the show. See you guys. Anyone had <laughs> Thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Bust on Jeff and Mental because they have no ability to defend themselves. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It is totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Even if you hate us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have any questions, show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at Everyone Racers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the wheels down. And I ran out of music. music.